Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Sideline with the Cooks. I'm Erica and this is my mama. I'm Valerie. Good evening and I hope everybody is safe and warm in their home. Yes. And we're Can smashing we? sports this evening. Yes, we are. But little is left. Um, we hope all of you are doing well, staying safe, um, staying warm for mm-hmm. those of y'all. Me, (laughs) in the middle of the vortex, polar vortex. Right. (laughs) Half the country, anyway. Yeah, and somehow Mm. it is completely missed Atlanta. (laughs) Be be thankful. That's all I can say. They not built. I remember the last time it snowed down here. It was a disaster. Mm, Absolute disaster. A few years ago, like people had to park their cars on the highway. Disaster. Okay, well, you know, we got ice. The snow turned into ice. It's been frigid all week. We're not getting above freezing until this weekend, and then another storm is coming in. So I don't know what we're going to do here in Nashville. Yeah, it's very, it started, it finally got cold down here, and I was hoping it would warm up by the weekend because I'm going to a drive-in drag show on Saturday. Mm-hmm. What's and I was that? hoping a drag show. Uh-huh. Like, you know, like the drive-in movie theater? Uh-huh. But the drag show, like a drag show instead, where they have these okay. big, they, they, these are the queens that have been on RuPaul's Drag Race, and they have these big productions or whatever. But I was hoping I wouldn't have to sit in the car the whole time. Well, <laughs> you're going to be sitting I'll in the car. I'll be in the car the whole time. <laughs> right. Right, so... Hopefully everyone's staying warm. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, let's jump right into our highlights and violations segment. Mama, did you have a highlight this week? I really did. Yeah. I really didn't have a violation. I don't have a highlight. Okay. Well, my highlight this week is uh, so Naomi Osaka and Serena Williams are facing off in the semifinals for the Australian Open. I um, hope I'm I don't really miss it. For- I hope I hope not. I know they hours and hours ahead, which means right, I'm probably not right. going to be awake for it. I but hope I don't miss it. I really wanted to bring this up because my bigger highlight was, and I wish I could remember the young lady's name, but the young lady who Serena beat yesterday or day before yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, once this young lady lost, there's a clip of her just being really, really frustrated and slamming her rack, her her racket into the ground. Um. So I enjoyed that. Okay. <laughs> all the all the nasty things people have said about Serena, especially after that one yeah, tournament that like, she lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And everything that was said about her. And mm-hmm. so I hope somebody out there drew a cartoon or that girl throwing a temper tantrum after she lost to the best athlete in the world. She it. She it. That's all I can say. Exactly. So I hope I don't miss it. Australia is on a different time frame. I just know I probably just need to continue channel surfing to make sure I don't miss it. Mm-hmm. Take some. Naps. I do want it. Right. I. I that. <laughs> right. That. That is a matchup. I'm, actually, I. I need. I need to just be watching it. Period. I enjoyed. Well, this wasn't an Australian tournament last time, but I enjoyed the last mm-hmm. tennis tournament I watched. So. I'm trying to find like a time and their time for their match tomorrow still says to be determined, but I imagine it's going to be like barely early, early. Mm. It's either going to be early or late, one or the other. I don't know. I understand why I can't find the time Mm. of the matches. But anyway. So, what is your violation this week? The disparity with the Houston Texans. Now, you know I've been a down on the Houston Texans all week. I mean, all season. Mm -hmm. But the man, Mr. J.J. Watt, which I don't have any problems with, he can ask to be released, and they release him. But they maintain they're not going to let go. Of the quarterback. I don't think that's right. I don't think that's fair. 
So I, I do think they're in two slightly different situations. Mm -hmm. um, but we, that's on my list of things for us to get to. Okay. I'm sorry. But yes, in general, um, we don't know what the Texans are up to, basically. Well, it's just not right. It's a bad look. It's a bad yeah. look. It's yes, a bad it look. Is. Are these? I'm trying. To, I'm really trying to find a time here, and it's not. They're they're not even listed on the official website for tomorrow. Mm. Okay. I'll leave it alone then. Um. I don't have a, a violation this week. I mean, I guess I can just piggyback on yours. Like, I I really don't. For J.J. Watt to, like, go to them before his contract is up being something, who knows, is happening over there. But it ain't good. Oh, I agree. I agree with that. Obviously, something's going on. But... They said, sure, no problem. Why would you say, sure, no problem? But we're going to hang on to Watson against his will, against his wants, his desires. We can we can get into that later. Okay. For sure. Okay. Um, so let's jump right into our headlines of the week segment. Um, I want to start with the NBA this week because that's really what we're paying attention to now that Super Bowl has Kevin Lint. Um, What's so going on with Blake Griffin? Just tell me that. So, there's two teams exploring trade options with their uh, elite, I don't want to say superstar. I don't think Blake Griffin or Andre Drummond qualify as superstar at, uh, players at this point. But the Pistons are exploring trade options and also buyout options for Blake Griffin. Because you know doing, I was upset that Detroit got rid of... Um, Derrick Rose. Yeah, and yes, Detroit just yes. traded Derrick Rose to the Knicks. Right, right. I was um, upset about that. So while they're exploring these options, they have removed Blake Griffin from the lineup. So had they cussed him out or something? Or did he cuss them out or something? I think the Pistons are just trying to move in a different direction. Like for them to trade away... Derrick Rose, and they're now exploring to trade with Blake Griffin. I guess they decided, okay, we need to blow this up. We need to go in a completely different direction than what we were doing. Um, it's just, if that's what the team wants to do, fine. I don't think it's okay to um, remove people from, from the Isn't lineup. that disrespectful? Let him keep playing till whatever's yeah. done is done. And so that gets into a later point that I have here. And so the same thing is happening in Cleveland with Andre Drummond. Except Very disrespectful. They were, yes, they were a bit more disrespectful because he came out to their pre last game, but Monday night or Tuesday, no Sunday night. What's today? Tuesday. So Sunday night he came, you know, came and, and warmed up with the team. They had him come and sit down, and then as the game started, he returns to the bench in street clothes. Because they are also looking, exploring their options for trading Andre Drummond. Very disrespectful. Very disrespectful. And so, um, this prompted uh, Draymond Green to, during Bitch. his media time, to essentially call out the league on, on the difference between how organizations behave when they're looking to trade somebody versus when a player is asking for a trade or a player a player's you know representative what? is asking for a trade and i see his point and i get his point i guess i will say now after all those months of dogging harden and he didn't he didn't excuse james harden he definitely said in his statement i guess i understand a little bit better where harden was coming from because he knew how these two, how they act? Yeah. So, Draymond's essentially his point was that why are these teams and organizations allowed to disrespect players and sit players when they're looking to trade them 
or just openly talk of he even brought up the point the point that they are allowed to openly talk about trading players but if a player requests a trade it's a fine um if a player requests a trade they're still expected to show up be professional be in shape and even play until the team gets to a point where they decide they don't want them to play anymore right he had a very good point you know this is one time i agree with mr green (laughs) and help me help me understand mr harden a little better because I guess I have forgotten that the whole James Harden just took over everything and you forget some things. But I mean, but Draymond, Mr. Green bought it back home and I agree with him. How is that? Yeah. And he even brought up the, the, the fact of how executives around the league talk about players when they request trades or in the, or they talk how they talk about players if they don't behave the organiz, the way the organization wants them to once they've put it out there that they may want to trade a certain player. And mm-hmm. Draymond did did acknowledge it like, yeah, you know, all that stuff that James Harden did was crazy because it was like you – he blatantly dis- – he blatantly disrespected his teammates. I can understand you making statements. Oh, to nah, I'm not, right, right, right. Well, I, you know, I didn't agree with that. And I still say they needed to t- whip his ass. But, but, oh, absolutely. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Draymond's phone was like how the, how they essentially made James Harden the villain for wanting to be traded versus mm-hmm, the villain mm-hmm. versus the villain for disrespecting his teammates. It was mm-hmm, more about the mm-hmm. fact that he wanted to be traded that people were talking about and I absolutely agree with Draymond that the way that the league handles trades from the opposite pers- you know sides of the coin is completely different. And remember Draymond got um fined back in the summer because of something he said to a player. Yeah, yeah about so a player. it's a double standard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I want mm-hmm. I can't remember who exactly, but he had mentioned while he it was, was covering one of the Phoenix on, Suns, on, uh, right? Yeah, while he was covering on TNT for Shaq right. and, and said something nice about one of the players and ended up getting fined. No, what he said, no. He said something nice as far he as like wanting him, him to come play for Golden State, something like that. He got uh, he got fined right, for tampering. That, tampering. They called they considered it tampering when it was just his opinion. Right. So hopefully, um, hopefully something will come of it because I mean, Dray Draymond made some points. <laughs> he showed it. I ain't got no problem with. Him. Yeah, because I mean, for for Blake Griffin to finally be healthy, or the exactly. healthy he's been, the healthy he's been in a few years now, to now be told, no, you're gonna sit until we figure out if we're gonna buy out your contract or we're gonna trade you. For it's Andre Drummond, who. For Andre Drummond, who's put up a double double in like every single game this season, for them to be like, "No, you can sit." Disrespectful, but they're gonna get away yeah. with it. So, you know, it is what it is. They're gonna get away with it. I just hope they end up end up on top, like Mr. Harden did. Yeah. Especially, so, you know, I like Blake. Uh, I like, like Tam from. It's Clipper days. Well, you know, I liked all them Clippers in the yeah. day. What they call them? Yeah. Mob City. Yeah. Loved them. <laughs> <laughs> Loved them. Yeah. All right. So, we're still... Um, the league avoided a potential outbreak, like full-on outbreak, but... I think this is the first like positive test we've had in a couple of weeks, and it's four players on the Spurs who have all tested positive for COVID nineteen. Oh, I missed that. Hmm. And so, five games in the near future are going to be postponed. Three of those games being for the Spurs, and two of those games being for the Hornets because the Hornets played the Spurs on Sunday, so they're still trying to go through their contract contact tracing process. Okay. Okay. Well, we got two good games tonight, so I guess I'll survive on that. Yeah, two very good games. Also, the past like week or so, we've had some good games and wonderful performances. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so now our guys, my guys, are might be in some trouble out there in the West because Anthony Davis is out for at least the next two to three weeks or at least the end of the All-Star break, March 10th or something like that, um, with the calf strain. Um, more specifically, I keep, I keep seeing, like, irritation. Achilles. Like Achilles. Yeah. And my thing is, like, it, it's, it's one of, it's like, it's one of, it's a calf strain or you got an Achilles They are all injury. connected to the what? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's all connected, but a calf strain and an Achilles injury ain't. Like yes, it's the same, but it's not the same. Like when we hear a calf, when I hear a calf injury, like that's higher up in your calf in the meat. Yes, part, not yes. your tendon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so they're being really cautious with AD. He's been in and out of the lineup the past couple games because of that calf strain. So mm-hmm. he uh, reaggravated again. He don't mess with that Achilles, and he's not saying because you cannot mess with that. I know that much. <laughs> I think I think they're just being cautious because the last thing they did okay is for somebody else to tear in Achilles. Well, I know one thing. What they show sure are saying this is the end of the dynasty. The dynasty. Who's the dynasty mm-hmm. in the Lakers. Dynasty? The Lakers. It ain't even been in a dynasty. It's just they only won one championship. Okay, and they already crew. predicting gloom and doom for them. They won't win this year. I think it'll be tougher, and it's and definitely if AD is not out there, then no, that's definitely limits their chances. Wow. Okay. One person, huh? It's Anthony Davis. Okay. Who, 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 in my opinion, could be a monster. Absolutely. And he hasn't been. Now, I realize that he has a team around him, and he doesn't have to be a monster. But I want to see it. I still want to see it. He hasn't played, like, great this season, but it's still I want to see it. His okay is still so much better than a lot of other Like, it's still enough for the Lakers to be, like, you know, you know second I in the want West. him to have that killer mentality. That's what I want. I want him to have the killer mentality. I want Giannis to have the killer mentality. I want Joel Embiid to have the killer mentality. I think, I the, I think those it. two. I think Giannis and Joel have it. It's just Giannis is a little, he got the, what do they call it, tunnel vision? And and people are people are now learning. Teams are figuring out how to effectively defend Giannis. AKA put bodies in front of him between him and the rim. And he either gonna make a bad play or he gonna run you over and get a charge. He has it. He definitely has that instinct. I feel Joel also has that instinct. I want to see it. I want to see it from Zion Williamson. I want to see it. I don't wanna see this playing safe. I don't wanna see that playing safe. I don't wanna see that. I don't think AD plays it safe. I think this season so far, he's been a little out of rhythm. I think that's really what it is. He's just been out of rhythm. Like, he hates. And, but he's also had some, some bumps and bruises already with sh- such a short turnaround between the bubble and this season. So, hoping for a, a speedy recovery for Anthony Yes, Davis. of course, obviously. But I'm ready now. And I, I guess I've been ready. I'm just, you know, I've been waiting because I know it takes time. But I want to see that. That's what I want to see from them young big men. That's what I want to see. Well, I think Joe, I think Joel and Giannis both have it. I think the thing with Joel is that he can't bring the ball up. Like somebody has to get him the ball. And he's been playing like MVP level. Like he's definitely in the running for MVP this year. Because he's playing so well, but and I contribute that I uh, I will attribute that to Doc. I will. I just I I have I did I name all of 
You said Giannis, Joel, Anthony Davis. Who else? Zion. Zion. Mm-hmm. Luca is playing. Luca is playing. They just ain't gonna give him his props. Cause they ain't winning. Like yeah, he playing well, but they ain't winning. And and it may be another few weeks before like they really start to to jail. Cause Porzingis just got back and he's still you know playing his way into rhythm and they're still trying to get chemistry and whatnot. But Luca's been balling out. They just ain't been winning basketball games. It's just, it's just now. I, the surprise though have been the Jazz. They playing. I'll they give are. It to them. I'm, I'm gonna have to give it to them. They are on a roll. Um, mm-hmm. I think they're up to like a nine game winning streak. Um, mm-hmm. They just beat. They beat uh, the Seventy Sixers. Monday night. Are they playing tonight? Who's playing tonight? Cause I I like I like watching the Jazz play. One, they defend really really well, like on the perimeter, and then you have Rudy Gobert in the back defending the rim. But offensively, everybody, you have to guard everybody. Like there's not one there's not one or two people that all the points are going to come from. Everybody is ready to score. Everybody is ready to attack the rim. Everybody is ready to shoot threes at all times. Like they. You have to defend all five of them out there on the floor. They are, and they are really tough. They are. I'm going, you know, I hate to say it, but <laughs> I think they got something to prove. <laughs> the West may, they may have to watch out for them. Yeah. They are on a roll, and mm-hmm. it's interesting. Oh, so we get Boston and Denver tonight. After and Memphis I, and the Pelicans. Before. Oh, no. No, the first game. It's Memphis and the Pelicans. It's Memphis and the Pelicans. The late game is Brooklyn and and the Suns. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of Brooklyn, (laughs) Kyrie's now out with some back back pain. Well, because he's been jamming. Kyrie's out. KD is out with the hamstring injury. So, you know, we get to see James Harden. Be James Harden. I forgot, I forgot KD was out. I didn't know Kyrie was out, but I forgot KD was out. Well, this is his, Kyrie's first game out. No, he was out prior to the injury due to the COVID protocols. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, this is the first game he's out for his uh, back. Okay. Yeah. So, I, I think Brooklyn is starting to figure some things out. Um They've only played, apparently they've only played seven games where all three of them mm-hmm. have played. Which is so, not many. Which is not many, no. No. Um, so we're still, I think Which makes still, me nervous, but go on. We've yet to see them at their full potential, but, mm-hmm. um, but what we have seen from these seven games is that they can't guard the stick. <laughs> <laughs> like, offensively, they are, like, record-setting, like, efficiency and whatnot. But defensively, they couldn't ain't guarding nobody. The closest, I guess, I'll I'll give that to KD. But Kyrie and Harden, mm-mm. yeah. Mm-mm. So K, I, I agree mm-mm. with you. KD mm-hmm. is probably the closest. KD is a really good defender. And DeAndre and and what's his face? Um, yeah, DeAndre Jordan. So mm-hmm, KD is mm-hmm. a really good defender. I, James Harden is a better defender mm. than we give him credit for, but still not okay. top, you know, top tier. And then I think Kyrie is just, you know, a, I don't want to say average, but we don't know Kyrie for his defense. But he's not Mm-mm. a terrible def- But he's not a terrible defender. Mm. Okay. But as a group, as a team, we need defense. We need defense. I'm just gonna just say it. We need defense. Like y'all, y'all figured the offensive thing out. We need to pick it up on the other side. Andre DeAndre's gonna file out because he just a thug like that, which I like. I like it. <laughs> I'm just saying, I like it. Oh, um, 
Cause I, and it goes back to what I was saying about Steph Curry. You, you know, sometimes you got to hit them so they won't do it no more. Don't try this no more. But they keep trying. It don't work. Whatever. But go you on, can't... go on. I won't go there. I, I will be accused of advocating violence, and that's not what I'm advocating. I'm advocating playing ball and playing defense. All right. And that's what I'm advocating. All right, yes. And, and on that note, before you advocate. Be big with it. Before you advocate for anything else, let's just move on to the NFL. <laughs> Baby, we both be in trouble with your advocacy. Okay. Um, as you mentioned earlier, J.J. Watt and the Texans have mutually decided to part ways. Um, mm. And as you said, you didn't understand, like you didn't think it's right that they just kind of let J.J. walk, but they're going to refuse mm-hmm. to trade Deshaun. And I said, I had said that they're in a, a sl- not slightly, they are in very different situations. Um, J.J. Watt mm-hmm. is, was in the last year of his contract would have been this upcoming season. Um, And it seems like they really didn't plan. They really didn't plan to um, re-sign him anyway. Because J.J. Watt is getting older. Although he's still pretty good. He didn't have a fantastic season this year. And he's getting older. Right. Um, and with Deshaun, he just signed a five-year extension. They recognize how good he is. But at the end of the day, I still think, like, they need to start taking – they just need to – they need to figure out something. To Because it's either – I think this is going to end up being a holdout situation, which doesn't help either side. Like, if your superstar quarterback truly does not want to be there anymore – Okay, we need to find a deal where we can get some value back. We can set well, ourselves let up. Well, let me put it this way. And I don't know because I can't remember the timeline. Did Deshaun sign the contract before all that stuff went down? DeAndre Hawkins went west and was all this before that? I don't recall if it was before DeAndre Hopkins being traded, okay. but it was it was at the beginning of not this past season, but no, it was it was towards the beginning of this past right. season, right? Like last fall, right. yeah. So I think DeAndre, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins had been traded by then, I believe. Um, before he signed his contract or after? I, that I don't remember. Okay. So, but I mean, either way, like, Deshaun, I get the impression that, point, that a lot of stuff happened stay. after he had signed on that dotted line. Yes. Yes, basically. Um, between, like, the horrible year that they had. Well, I don't even say horrible. There's just the very disappointing, underachieving season this past season. And then all the stuff with the front office. So he's gone from wanting to be there and signing that five-year extension to, like, not wanting to be there, which is absolutely fine. If you, you know, just I think you have to, you're allowed to want to be traded if the front office or the but organization. On, if you sign that contract under false pretenses, and that's for the lack of a better term right now, that's that's not right. I think with I think I just think Deshaun is ready to go, but with there a lo- there being a longer contract involved and him being who he is as a player, um, I I don't think the Texans need to like force this man to stay, but I think they need to like start taking like being serious about taking offers for like trade packages because he doesn't want to be there or give him a team he can work with well that's the thing it's not that easy to that he can work with okay well you're right about that i mean it is what it is they are who they are yeah they are who they are they haven't really listened to his input, at least the front office hasn't up until this point. Like, why would they start 
Why would they start they now? now? Right. Yeah. So, I don't know. The Texans are like, <laughs> hopefully somebody. It's a sinking, it's a sinking ship. Sound like that's what it sounded like to me. That is a perfect way to describe it. I couldn't find the words, and you described it perfectly. Okay. And they're um, taking so some with, good people down with them. Yes. So with J.J. Watt um, now lead, not no longer a part of the Texans, that mm-hmm. uh, leaves, you know, things up in the air as far as, like, where he would play next. Um, at one point, I saw the Titans being discussed as a place where he could land. I've seen the Steelers. I've seen the Packers. Mm-hmm. I've seen the Buccaneers. I've seen Chicago. Um While I would like for him to come to the Titans. They're not going to treat him right either. The thing with that is that we need a better defensive lineman. So he doesn't mm-hmm. have to be like responsible for doing most of the work. Right. Like he could just be an addition. He doesn't need right. to be like the the main focus. Because mm-hmm. he's not as you know, young as he used to be. And he's missed a lot of time because of various injuries. But he's still good. Like, he's still a he's good He's still passion. good. He could help with the younger players. Um, Absolutely. But it would have to be a role player, so to speak. Well, I don't want to say a role player. He just can't be the main focus in the scouting report. That's true. Like our, That's true. We need a very good uh, defensive line from left to right, right to left, however you want to call it. Yes, we do. <laughs> well, we need an O-line too, but go on. The offensive line wasn't that bad this year. It was our defense that I think we. I think there are some improvements. There are some improvements there. Yeah. Um, I need somebody. So, you know what? I, and this is old-fashioned football. I need somebody to open up that hole for Derrick Henry. Yes. I also think part of that is, like, game planning. Like, teams know if we get in a good rhythm or if Derrick can get into a good rhythm, he's going to see the ball a lot. So they tend to stuff stuff the line or, or pressure, put more and pressure. I, and, and I get that, but I still think it, oh, sometimes old school works. <laughs> you get that thug to hit that hole. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. And, and Derek can just go on. <clears throat> so. Okay. I'll stop. We, we go from one quarterback <laughs> who's frustrated to another quarterback who's frustrated. Uh, Which that, that came as a surprise to me. What part? The fact that Russell's frustrated or Russell said something publicly about being frustrated? I guess both. Um, I, I was, we knew we were disappointed with the Seahawks performance by the end of the season. We were. I just thought they was having an off, off time. Off moment. Oh, no, no, no. So, I was surprised that he said something publicly about it because I don't think I've ever heard Russ say any anything that can be seen as negative about the Seahawks since he's been there. But when right. you pull up the when you pull up the stats, like over the past couple of seasons, he's like the most sacked quarterback. Most quarterbacks are the good ones, anyway. No, no. No, a lot of teams, like, the reason, part of the reason I think that Tom Brady has been able to continue to play into his old age is that he doesn't get touched very often. Like, he probably got touched, pressured, and sacked more this year. Right. I call, I call, you know what I've called that for years, the Tom Brady and Peyton Manning rule. Go on. But the, the offensive line had the ability to protect him better than mm-hmm. Seattle's offensive line has protected Russell. And so that's where he was expressing his frustration and was like, you know, I would like to play a longer career. So, like, I need to change some things about my game that leaves me more vulnerable to sacks. But I would also like an offensive line that could protect me better. 
Right. So he won't have to run and gun and all that other stuff. Right. Because we see what happens when you when you have an offense like we just right. saw what happens when you have an offensive line that's not that great just in the Super Bowl two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm you out there running mm-hmm. for your life. You out there you're right. You you absolutely correct. And uh quarterback, no, you're right. I you know, I'm old school. I love to well, I'm not I don't necessarily call it old school. I love to see those type of quarterbacks are exciting to me. Yeah. I like that. I don't like the drop down in the I don't like that. It's boring. <laughs> so I, I'm just saying. With, I've always with, liked that. I've always liked that. Yeah. Always. And with, and with Russell um expressing expressing his frustration, there's been like numerous um conversations about there about him being traded or him not finishing his career with the Seahawks and all kinds of nonsense. Um, well, I think uh, you're hearing all of that because everybody is shocked and surprised that he is saying something. That may be, yeah. And I, I don't know if that organization is known. I mean, I'm just going to put it out there. Retaliation, if that occurs, that's what that's called to me. Just because he spoke up and said something. Just because he spoke up and said something doesn't mean he wants to leave. Let me just put this out, food for thought. Let me just right. put it out here, food for thought. Yeah, because now he's trying to use his leverage and just being a superstar quarterback. So, like, yeah. Exactly, exactly. I understand. I understand, Russ. Um, so, I don't have any problems with what – I didn't have any problems with what he said. I mean, yeah, we're surprised he finally said something, but – he said something because now it's apparent something is going on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes, you're absolutely right. With the way that he started the season, like MVP level play to how the right. season ended, it's definitely some problems. And the man, Aaron Rodgers, get MVP. And I don't know if, you know, your coach took away your winning, possibly winning play to play in the championship game. But he gets MVP. Was that a pity vote? No. MVP is based on the regular season. They don't take into account the postseason. Whatever. Go on. He's, I mean, even with even with that, that, uh, that conference championship game, Aaron Rodgers still played better than everybody this year. Everybody. Every quarterback this season. I'm, and, you know, I agree. I'm just saying. That there's an inequity in the NFL as well. Regarding these quarterbacks. You heard me and I'm. We're going to get in trouble, but I've always felt that way. There was for these past 10. At least 10 years. Brady Manning rule. That's what I call it. You look at them cross-eyed, they're going to call it. Mm-hmm. And I do find the quarterbacks that scramble or make – I like those type of quarterbacks. They are exciting. But for you to just fall back and stand there for 10 minutes till you got an open play and can't nobody touch you, I don't like but that. That's is- boring. While it may be boring, but if you can just drop back in the pocket and you have all the time in the world to find who it is you want to throw to, that means your offensive line is good. That is true. <laughs> that is true. And so that's what Russell said. He, I want that. I want that life where well, I can spend I all day he, looking guess, for somebody guess, to throw to. I guess to. he's at that. And, and you know what? I don't have a problem with it because he's probably at that age now that that's what he needs. Mm-hmm. Show going to miss him if he gets it. <laughs> I think I'm he's sorry. still going to I, I, I was telling, I, was, I, I forget who I was telling. We was watching, I don't, I really do like those type of quarterbacks. I mean, you had Terry Bradshaw, was it Roger Staubach, uh, the guy from the Minnesota Vikings, I can't think of his name right now. Uh, those and we've had plenty of them since my childhood I'm just 
Well, what's the guy from the Minnesota? I can't think of his name. But anyway, I'll think of it. It'll come to me late at night. But those those were exciting quarterbacks to me. I think that's I I definitely think that's where the game is headed, but you also have to be able to step back in the pocket and pass. But what uh, and what did you say? You need a line to do that. Right. You need a line to do that. So that was, his larger point was like, "Hey, I don't want to have to run all the time." You know, I would like to be a pocket passer every now and then. Please help. Mm-hmm. Please give us some better linemen. So okay. we we will see what happens in Seattle. Um, hopefully they'll figure out some way to improve the offensive line because that's really, that's really the only option. Whether they that means. They need some defense. They needed some defense too. <laughs> that's another story for another day. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um. So my last news bit or headline here uh, comes out of Jacksonville. Um, so Urban Meyer is now the head coach out there. He's going through hiring his staff, and he hired Crystal as, like, the director of player performance, a.k.a. the strength and conditioning okay. coach. Okay, before we get into that, because, first of all, I didn't know who Chris Doyle was. Anyway, my problem is, and, and we haven't talked about this since this has happened, is that Urban Myers has now proceed has gone on progressed to the pro level? What you think? Because most college coaches that transition to pro are not that successful, right? Maybe so except I'm, for Pete Carroll. If I'm, right. yeah, Pete Carroll coached college before. Okay. Um, if I'm not mistaken, he's. He had he has had a Urban Meyer has had a head coaching job in the NFL and then went to college. I'm pretty sure that how that that's how it worked that's how that worked okay. out. Okay, okay, I guess um, I'm dumb on that, ignorant to that. Okay. So let let me. So uh, that's my and we never did talk about that and I guess that was one of them that I forgot about. But I don't know who this Chris Doyle is. If what I've read is true, then you know Urban Mind knew that. So why did you hire him? I'm just saying. Because uh, they hired him uh, because. Because what? At every college stop that he's been at, he's completely turned around like that football program. So Jack's, Jaguars are looking for like a culture change, a culture shift. And Urban Meyer has proved himself the ability to to bring that to your your program or your organization. Okay, now. well, let me just say this. Yes. College and pro are two different things. Absolutely. Does this man think that he could go to the pros and talk to these grown-ass men who are making more money than him? Well, not all of them are making more money than him. Well, I'm also... just saying in general. <laughs> Without getting his ass whipped? Or they just say, fuck you, man? I don't know. (laughs) I don't, I'm not going to assume that's the case right away. I think he knows better. I think he knows better than that. Because I haven't heard those issues with Urban Meyer talking to people crazy. I'm not talking about Urban Meyer. But I am saying that Urban Meyer knew about this man and his reputation. And the allegations. Yes. So Chris Doyle, who is And he's still hiding. Chris Doyle, um, who previously was the strength and conditioning coach at Iowa, basically had to leave the university after numerous allegations of like using racist language, treating black players differently, bullying, treating like somebody with a like a learning disability, like treating them differently, causing um injuries because they were training way too much um, so there was an investigation that caused him to separate from the school. They bought out his contract or whatever, yada, yada, yada. So, of course, when everybody hears the news that he was hired as the performance coach, everybody sounds off and it's like, what are you doing? He just left because of this. Why would you bring him in? Exactly. And Urban Meyer's initial response while he... He was truly vetted. No, he wasn't. Right. Um, his his uh, his 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 line of thinking was that I've known him for twenty plus years, so I vetted him, and he didn't think it would be any issues. Um, 
So after everybody was like, yo, what are you doing? Luckily, Chris Doyle decided to resign. You know, oh, I don't want to be a team distraction, blah, 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 blah. So this has been like the first coaching decision. One of the first coaching decisions where everybody like Urban Meyer, like, what are you doing? Because just because you know you've known somebody, you've known this man for 20 years, like, what does that have to do with how he may treat the players? What do you mean, what does that have to do? He knows exactly how this man treats the players. And that, that, you, that's, can't, you know that, exactly how he treats the players. Yeah, that's my, that's my point. And it don't matter how long. It. That's my point. Right. Like, you you don't, condone his behavior. You know, even if you've known him for 30 years, like. You condoning his behavior because you know. You've heard the talk. Yes. He probably laughed and joked with him about the talk. Yeah. And so the bigger, the bigger issue. is Urban Myers. Yes, because he had the same, a similar situation at Ohio State where a member of his staff was physically abusing his ex-wife. But he continued to let him be a part of the staff. And so I think the the main like point that everybody kind of got to was like you expect us to just give this man the benefit of the doubt because you vetted him when you've already shown us you're not the best at vetting staff. And then on top of that, like this is just a strength and conditioning coach. Like you could get anybody to come like I, I can't imagine Right. He was taking care of his crony, his buddy. Exactly. So like I mean, I need to. Though. I need to. I don't want to get away. There's a certain culture that's going on right now. It has been going on. The, the, the good old boys club. Right. So you know, it's no longer acceptable to turn a blind eye. To turn on your deafness. It's not acceptable anymore. And when are people going to realize that? Yeah. So that's all I'm going to say. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm side-eyeing Urban Meyer. I'm sure the players on the Jaguars are side-eyeing Urban Meyer. But let me take, and I, and I said this a few minutes ago, and I'm going to say it again. The difference is now you're dealing with grown men who right. are not under the age of 21. Exactly. They not going to take that crap. They're not. So if you come into this organization with that mindset, you already in trouble. See, you can't boss these grown men around anymore like you were in college. Right. Because why you don't, because you don't have, like, honestly, you really don't have to do that. Like, all these men are professionals. They're competitive. You don't have to boss. You don't have to do that. So I think he's, I, I imagine that Urban Meyer has some conversations to have because one, the majority the NFL is a majority black league and you brought in the guy who got essentially fired for being racist. Why? And a bully. That's what I'm saying. We need to really sit and watch how this goes down. Yeah. Because it can, it, it, it can either be positive or it can be negative. And right now he's starting off on the wrong foot. Very much the wrong foot. So I, I, at this point it's between him and his players because it that just it makes zero sense that you would go out on a limb for the strength and conditioning coach like that. Like you said, anybody could do that. I understand you want the best and they are the best in every Well if profession. he was the best, if Chris Doyle was the best, I'm sure he wouldn't have been at Iowa. Well they have a good football program, but he wouldn't have been at no Iowa. If he was the best, the absolute best. I'll give you that. Although you probably offended some Iowans. <laughs> but I mean, that, that, 
forgive, you know, I hope I didn't. If I did, I apologize. But still, like, at the end of the day, if he was the best of the best of the best, like, he would have been at Alabama. He would have been at Ohio State. He would have been at Clemson. He would have been at Miami. He would have been at, like, these big, 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 big football schools. But Iowa might have just been the right place for him because he'd go undetected. Well, he didn't because that's why they got, they got him up out of there. Well, that, that's true. So. That, and that's all I'm saying is that it's no longer being tolerated. I'm sorry. You cannot turn a blind eye. You cannot turn a blind eye. Can't uh, turn a deaf ear. You just cannot. You may have, and and he may be the best friend of you. Yeah. And honestly, I, I'm, I'm not gonna say nothing else. I'm gonna I stop. think I think the biggest problem was that there was no. He got woke. No, I'm as far as like Chris Doyle, the biggest problem is that other than him like saying, Absolutely, I didn't do this, there's no way I could have done this. I'm not racist at all, and I don't tolerate. There was no acknowledgement of responsibility. There was no him explaining, you know, how he's not or whatever. Like he just denied it, and that's all we heard about that situation in Iowa. So they, we don't even have anything from the outside to stand on to be like, okay, maybe he maybe he did, maybe he didn't do all that, but he's he's a changed person. He understands. He can go forward and actually like be a good person, a good coach or whatever. Like that's we don't even have that in front of he us. He resigned cuz he knew he wasn't going to be able to get away with that crap. I agree. But luckily for him, I think Urban has slightly avoided disaster because that man decided to resign. Um, mm. So that's that's all the headlines I have this week. Um, thanks for joining us again, Mama. Do you have yes, any? Thanks. Do you have any words of wisdom to share with the people? No, just stay safe and stay woke and stay masked <laughs> up. That's good. Stay That's woke. good. That's good stuff. Stay woke. <laughs> Stay woke. That's good stuff. Um, if you're looking for us, um, you can find our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio. If you're looking for us on social media, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Sideline WT Cooks. And we will be back next week. Smashing some more spots. Yep. Bye. Bye-bye.